1: I know the human being and oh, yes. can
2: cause oh, yes. just peaceful. This without finding their
0: This
1: episode is sponsored by Three Wishes Serial.
2: This is a real ad. Listen. Wow, I don't like that at all. So, so guys, I gotta tell you, I hate cereal. Like, I really just fucking can't stand cereal. So when Sean said that there was a cereal company that wants to sponsor us, you know, I told him, I fucking hate cereal, man. You choose the flavor. Yeah. So we got this cereal, and it's pretty fucking good. Nathan is
3: right. Both Nathan and Stacy were like, eh, we're not that into cereal. So they let me pick. The company name is Three Wishes, and so I picked the Cocoa. Cocoa. But it's not the only flavor they have, right? Right, they actually have an unsweetened cereal for people who want to like really rough it. And then they have a cinnamon and a honey flavor. And I mean honestly, they all sounded pretty
2: good to me, but I think cocoa it was a good choice. I liked it. Again guys, like, we had a bowl of this cereal, and really like, I had this epiphany. Because I'm like one of those like terrible retrograde reprobate kind of guys who's like, uh, the cereal's made of all sorts of cool plant stuff, right? Like, like what is it made out of? It's like made out of chickpea and, and what else is in there? Yeah, chickpea, pea protein, tapioca. Lots of pea sounds in there. All that shit sounds like terrible to me. Sure. In fact, dude, it was, like, crunchier than yeah. most cereal I'm used to. Yes. It had, like, good bite to it. Yes. It felt like I was eating something and not just, like, goop that some co- corporation told me is supposed to be tasty for breakfast. No, I mean, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Because seriously, the
3: crunchiness of it, and it, like, it held up for a little while in the milk and everything like that. It had pretty good chocolate flavor. It wasn't super sweet. I mean, I guess cereals from, like, when we were
2: kids, super fucking sweet. This one's not that sweet. Yeah, it has good flavor, too. You know, because like the other type of cereal that's like, oh, grandma's sugar mush, you know, for (laughs) for your dead mouth, right? Like like, there's like really boring cereals and like this is tasty, but it wasn't too sweet. It had a lot of crunch to it. It felt like I was eating something a little more substantial to the point of which I was like, whatever fucking nerd ass scientists they have making this shit, (laughs) all cereal companies should hire this guy. And like whatever they make cereal out of, fuck those people. They should make cereal out of this crazy ass tapioca shit that they're making this crazy (laughs) shit cereal out of. It was pretty good. Yeah,
3: so two things that didn't really matter to us, but we should probably say, is mm. that this cereal has a lot of protein in it. Right. In each serving, it's got eight grams of protein. You guys
2: know I don't need more protein, but maybe yeah.
3: you do. It's also gluten free, which is nice for some people. Yeah. That some also does not and, matter to us. Yeah, and it's vegan, which also I think matters.
2: I'm one of those, like, terribly amoral people who, like, kind of thinks we should slowly get more and more vegetarian with our broader diet. Yeah, I me included. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, yeah, someday, lab based meat will be good. And so, like, whenever there's something that actually happens to be vegan and is tasty, that's like it's cool, right? Like I'm god, yep. that's why I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. No <laughs> cows are harmed when I drink vodka. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff that this doesn't have.
3: So if people are on the lookout, they're trying to avoid wheat, dairy, soy, oats, corn, rice, peanuts, none of that shit is in here. Pretty impressive. So you can avoid all of that and listeners, you can get a discount, right? So if you go to 3 wishes cereal.com. Three Wishes Cereal, it's all spelled out, so no numbers in there. Three Wishes Cereal, if you use the code PODCAST10, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-0,
2: then you can get 10% off. I don't eat cereal, but I thought it was pretty frickin' good. Okay, so get yourself some Three Wishes freaking cereal. And, as an added bonus, you look on the back, you see the faces of the family or whatever who owns the company. One of them is just straight up George Lucas. <laughs> One of them is just fucking George Lucas. Nailed it. <laughs> Ad done. <laughs> George Lucas and his secret Canadian family <laughs> made this cereal. So that's right. Go to www3 promo code podcast10 to buy George Lucas's cereal. <laughs> Fuck. Hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. I'm Sean. But much like a two-party system, we're going to talk about a very symbiotic relationship. Oh, I mean, even more than symbiotic, right? Like yeah, deep, like a deep level <laughs> <of> fuck relationship. <laughs> very deep. Yeah. And so, what we're going to be talking about this episode
3: is about lichen. Yeah. Which every time I say, Stacey asks if I mean
2: werewolf. Yeah. She and I just do not.
3: Fucking loves Underworld.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like she can't get enough
3: of Underworld. Oh wow! I thought you were going to say Twilight, but Underworld is a very different franchise.
2: Hey, Stacey, do you like the first Twilight, or do you think all Twilight's pretty bad? Yeah, but apparently Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> apparently Underworld's great. Yeah, but, you know, so for you guys who don't know who are, or who don't immediately remember it, lichen is the stuff on a rock, right? Like lichen's like the kind of kind funny-looking, discolored, maybe sometimes a little fuzzy shit that's going on a rock or growing on a tree. And I asked Sean if maybe we could do a lichen episode, I, I think is how it came up, yeah. because when I was in sixth grade, I was walking down a mountaintop in the Chaparral, and there's some guide a nature guide who was like this shit's lichen and i was like bitch that's some fuzz and she was like this is like literally two organisms just banging it out nice and like the only way lichen exists is with these two organisms banging it out like they don't have a separate existence that's relevant like it's like only through the fuck are they one whole that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna get into a lot of those details, but
3: yeah, in our fungus episodes, we actually talked about how fungi seem to play really well with a lot of other organisms. They can form symbiotic relationships, and lichen is sort of like taking that and turning it up to eleven, right? Like they have a very, very serious relationship going on. Yeah. Uh, and they're so weird and they're so different that we wanted to do a separate episode away from all that other fungi shit, right?
2: So, episode petri dish, lichen lichen. Ow. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it.
3: Werewolf bar mitzvah. Spooky, Spooky scary. Boys becoming men. Men, <laughs> men becoming, becoming wolves. wolves.
1: Awoo!
3: Beautiful. Lovely.
2: Sean, tell me about these beautiful fuzz bitches.
3: Yes. The definition in a paper that I read is that lichen are holobionts, or symbionts, or symbiotes, between a heterotroph, the mycobiont, and phototroph, or photobiont, which is either green microalgae, a phycobiont, or cyanobacteria, a cyanobiont. Are you trying to make me feel stupid?
2: <laughs> so like, Do you hate me? So that sentence like probably doesn't mean anything... To like almost anybody. It does mean something to me. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're better
3: than me? <laughs> but the point is, is that you have a symbiotic relationship forming
2: between something that does photosynthesis. Okay, cool. The holobiont. The holobiont is the... Sorry, the phototroph. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Which is also
3: called the photobiont. Okay. So that one is doing the photosynthesis. And then it mentions a mycobiont. Myco is a word that's used a lot for fungi. Yeah. And so you have a fungus and something that does photosynthesis. Okay, cool. And they're in a symbiotic relationship. And what we are talking about here is something that does photosynthesis, but is like kind of single-celled or something. Because as we also know, fungi form symbiotic relationships with trees. Right. We don't call that lichen. Right. That's not a lichen. That's a fucking tree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's some shit on it. <laughs> So, that's the basic idea here. Lichen are compound organisms. They're an organism that has a fungus, and it's got something doing photosynthesis. Okay? And there's at least two species involved. Now, way back in, like, the 1860s is when the idea that lichen were anything besides plants first came up.
2: Yeah, which is kind of surprising.
3: Yeah. To well, be honest with you. So, this Swiss dude was, like, looking at What's the Swiss dude's name? Uh, when Schwendener. <laughs> yeah, Schwendener. So Schwendener in 1860. Yeah, and so he was looking at lichen under a microscope basically and he was like there's two different things here. Interesting. Like th- this is more than one thing and they're hanging out with each other. So you can pretty
2: clearly tell that under a microscope then.
3: Yeah, they do look pretty different from each other. Yeah. In that usually Fungi can be sort of a a range of colors, especially when you dye them. They dye a very different color. Mm. And plant stuff or cyanobacteria both have like a green or bluish green kind of color. Okay, cool. So he was like, there are two different things in here living together. I think when he first said that, that they were composite organisms, this was like really close to the publication of The Origin of Species by Darwin. And it caused this
2: huge firestorm because it was taken as a political allegory for Laplanders and Swedes. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, the main thing was that <laughs> um, <laughs> basically the origin of species like blew a lot of people's minds, right? Including a lot of biologists. But one of the big takeaways was the idea of nature as a competition, right? right. Like, like a fight for survival, and the idea that there is a composite organism where there's two things kind of working together. It sounded gay. Just sounded like things don't do that, right? Because they would want to compete with each other, right? And so, you know, a little bit later in, like, 1879, there are these German fungus-studying dudes, Albert Frank and Heinrich Anton de Berry. And they, like, basically came up with the terminology of symbiosis. And lichen was, like, one of their big examples of
2: symbiosis. Right. But even so, still, a lot of the scientific community was like, that can't be what's happening. Everyone was pretty hard on, like... Nationalism was kind of starting to get its conservative bent around the 1860s and 70s. Everyone was like, "Oh, you know, we gotta kill each other. Let's mass murder each other. Sure. Animals that they totally mass murder each other. It's natural for me want to kill Frenchmen. Sure, yeah, you know. Definitely. And so it's like, oh, you lame guys talking about your symbiotic shit. Go to fucking Robert Owen's factory or something. Be like a <laughs> utopian socialist, you lamo. I'm gonna go kill some people. So it, what one popular idea was like. Those are just different cells of one organism.
1: Right. Which, I mean,
2: it actually impresses me that anyone decided it wasn't that. Because, like, you look at, I mean, it's kind of cool that someone parsed out that there are two different things. Well, these were some people that were very used
3: to looking at, like, fungi alone. And were like, that's what fungi looks like. Right. And then they also sometimes looked at, like, algae alone. And like, that's what algae looks like. And then they looked at lichen and they're
2: like, this kind of looks like a mix of fungi and algae. Right, but if you're out of von Bismarck, you look at it, and you're like, no, dude, that's just Italian people. Right. Well,
3: one other popular explanation was that it was two different things, but that the fungi had enslaved the plants, the plant wow. cells. So it was an enslavement process. Yeah, that was Leopold's
2: attitude. That was
3: the Belgian Academy of Sciences. Yikes. Um, so, you know, ever since then, there's been a lot of different ways of describing lichen. I read some scientists describing
2: lichen as fungi discovering agriculture. Gross. Uh, which is a fun way of thinking about it. Right. And, and then Jared Diamond was like, fungi were way better when they were just hunter-gatherer fungi. <laughs> you know, like their, <laughs> their teeth, the teeth records show that the fungi had stronger teeth back then. So these symbiotes have been around for a long time,
3: uh, like at least 400 million years, which is not that long after when terrestrial plants first started existing. And the fungi that actually make up lichen are not from just like one branch of sort of like the fungus family tree, right? They're kind of from all over the place. So fungi that make up lichen are closely related to other fungi that are parasites, fungi that are the kinds that live with the roots of trees, right? The mycorrhizal fungi. And then also some fungi that just like eat dead things, right? That kind of help break down dead things in the environment. So, like basically, any kind of fungi that are, that's out there is kind of closely related to some kind of fungus that makes a lichen. That's cool. So it's from all over the place. It's probably evolved many, many times independently throughout
2: history. All right. Is, like the human cell of mitochondria. <laughs> no, probably <laughs> not like that. But kind of like agriculture with humans, I right? Tried. Is that like well, well, hold
3: on though. With with agriculture, it's thought that there have been Two to three independent kind of inventions of agriculture. Right. In human history. Right. And kind of similarly.
2: Right. Rice, chicken, and cows. Okay. We're all in different places. <laughs> Is that right? No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's like usually like Mesopotamia, fucking Central Asia. I mean, like, I thought the prevailing theory right now about agriculture was not only did it invent independently in like two or three places, but I thought it was even more than that. I thought it was like fuckers who would find a river valley who'd be like poop 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 boop poop 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 boop 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 eat grain poop poop eat grain poop and then like you know eventually it like turns into cross and shit. I thought that's true in like the Oxus River and like Mesopotamia and like West Africa, like the Mayan ass motherfuckers. Right. So I guess what I was thinking was sort of like uh
3: Yellow River, Mesopotamia Mesoamerica, right, and then I guess yeah, the West Africa, Wales. Um, but I was I wasn't sure Le- that there are either
2: cultivation in head. Wales. <laughs> Turnips, yeah. <laughs> Man, fuck English people. Right? <laughs> All right, um,
3: but anyway, so the point is that this seems to be something that kind of cropped up several times throughout evolutionary history, right? And one of the cool things about lichen is that they are organized structurally. In a way that is fundamentally different from what fungi do by themselves and what the photosynthesis fuckers do on their own as I well. L- I love fundamental differences. Yeah. Like between men and women. Oh. <laughs> um, <the laughs> it's too bad we're cutting the men and women Bart because one of the terms... That comes up in sort of lichen biology is, is this unique structure that they is, form. Is
2: phallus. <laughs> Close. The phallus. Ah, like a thebian. It's actually
3: very hard to say phallus and not have it sound like you're fucking up saying phallus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Doesn't that laughs> don't make me? fun of Ezra Klein's lisp. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: come on. <laughs> it's
1: a phallus.
3: All right. So why don't we take a break? And then when we come back, we can talk
1: about this lichen phallus. Hi guys, it's Donatello Iglesias. Maybe you've heard the rumors. I'm leaving the media company I co-founded six years ago, Pox. It's all true. I want you to know that I'm not leaving for creative reasons. Ezra Klein stole my woman for the last time. Even though I kept lowering my standards, from a six to a four, all the way down to a two. Ezra, he he just keeps stealing them from me. He can't help himself. He's a dirty West Coast hippie whoremouth. mouth. So, I'm finally done with Pox, and I'm moving on to my next venture the official spokesperson for Sixes. That's right, Sixes, the dating app for men whose wives are perpetually taken by Ezra Klein. It's just, you know, it's sad because when we started Pox, we had the same dream for data-driven analysis about incremental progressive change. And instead, all he's done is progressively steal all my women. So, I'm moving on to better shores and uglier folks with Sixes. Okay, so, Sean... Yep. Tell me about
2: this lichen thallus. Nice, nice. Um, how come
3: when you say it, I can tell that it's thallus, and when I say it, it sounds like thallus every single time? Y- you have a
2: you have an interesting self-love. <laughs> 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 uh, I can tell when you. S- it sounds to me like you're saying thallus too. Okay. So, the body of lichen, <laughs> <laughs> the part that is not
3: involved in reproduction, is called the phallus. Okay, so, cool. unlike in human males, where the part that is involved in reproduction is the phallus. Yeah. It's the opposite with lichen. The not fun
2: part is okay. the phallus. So, dude phallus, reproduction. Lichen phallus, non-reproduction. Right. And so, different lichen can
3: have these different phallus structures, That have actually, like, pretty different shapes. So one of the things that you had said really early on was, like, the dudes that grow on rocks, right? Right. And usually the ones that grow on rocks look kind of crusty. They just look like flaking paint, almost.
2: You'd be forgiven for
3: not realizing they were a living thing. Right. And that is one form that the phallus can take, which is forming a skin-tight on whatever they're growing on, right, nice. like right on the rock. They're they're the same shape as whatever they're growing on, right. And they're the kind of like this flaky texture. Mm. To them. That's um, sexy. But there
2: are other shapes to I these guys. I resent how you said the rock so soon after Sean Connery's death, though. Because now all I can think about is when Nick Cage is like, "I'll do my best," and then Sean Connery's like, "Do your best." Losers whine about doing your best. Winners go home and. F- the prom queen. And then and then Nick Cage is like, his girlfriend, Carla was a prom queen. And Sean Connery's like, yeah. Good thing about that movie, no writing. <laughs> and no one wrote a single word for that movie. You know, what's funny about that movie, specifically the writing, yeah. is that in 2004, in British intelligence about the Iraq war that validated American intelligence, an intelligence reporter like, basically plagiarized the rock. He described the chemical weapons Saddam Hussein has as like green globules, on like a central axis that could kill a bunch of people. And then people realize, like, I think this is from the screenplay of The Rock. <laughs> and The Rock writer was mesmerized because he, he was he's flabbergasted because he was like, "It's not only is it not real, but like this is perhaps the least real <laughs> depiction of biochemical weapons in history, yeah, right? Like yeah. they're like literally zerglings. They're like out of." Fucking StarCraft. They're so silly looking. Nice. But anyway, Sean, tell me about your thalish.
3: Yeah, so besides the kind of crusty shape, you can also have a shape that looks sort of like like somebody kind of fucked up while
2: they were trying to make a leaf or something like that. So there's kind of a leafy sort of shape. Yeah, Sean has all these uh, illustrations and notes that just look like David Lynch doodles.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And one of them looks kind of like branches, almost. Right. Sort of like little cylindrical branch things. So there's actually like a pretty wide variety of lichen shapes from stuff that definitely does not look alive to stuff that like you could be forgiven for thinking that it was a plant. Right. And so, you know, there's a lot of diversity there that has to do a lot with what kind of fungus is sort of making this lichen.
2: But are all these things like really distinguishably two different symbiotic organisms, right? Like they're all distinguishably a holobiont? Oh, they're all holobionts. I'm kind of confused by that again, actually. What, so what would be the other option that they're not distinct? Like, well, I guess like, what my question really is, is like, is the structure of the thallus uniform across lichen? And this is the thing that defines lichen. So you're like, oh, I'm seeing a fucking lichen or is it more like a protist where it's kind of like, oh, well, this is some weird two organisms fucking each other. I don't have a category for that. So I guess it's a lichen. Right. So what's
3: interesting is all lichen do have a thallus. But the thallus is just mainly a description of how the fungi and the photobiont have some kind of structure that they're interacting with each other in. Right, okay. Now, that structure is pretty much universally something that you wouldn't see the fungus make on its own. Okay, cool. So, these kinds of things, you never find one where it's just a fungus making this kind of shape. Interesting. They don't ever do it. And definitely... The algae or cyanobacteria would never make these shapes in
2: the absence of the fungus. It's like super symbiosis. It's only when they come together. It's like like a couple, that's like a symbiotic relationship. But like some couples, like in French movies, like the lady dies and the guy dies like in two hours. Sure, yeah. That's like lichen. That's like deep ass shit. That's deep, like deep, deep. Yes. Deep agreed. ass shit.
3: <laughs> deep
1: ass shit.
2: <laughs> um, big blue sea. So shock ate me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so the phallus has layers to its construction. Okay, right. So the outermost layer called the cortex is mostly fungus okay okay and a lot of that is performing sort of like a protective layer right and then usually underneath that is where you first start to see photobiont. so you you cool. have something like the algal cells kind of hanging out in there interesting and then you have some more layers of fungus that make up sort of like the middle part and then the cortex on the other side and then the fungus is also responsible for like anchoring the lichen to whatever it's connected to it could be a wall it could be stone it could be a tree right And so, that's kind of the general makeup, is that you have outer layer of fungi, then some algae or cyanobacteria, then in the middle you still have a little bit more fungi in there. Okay. And the outer shell of lichens, that cortex layer, actually does like a lot of really important shit. It has these sugars in it that can kind of absorb water out of moisture in the air cool so it's like pretty good at the kind of sucking moisture out to keep things hydrated right it also basically has a bunch of molecules kind of like almost like melanin in our skin or something like that that can kind of soak up uv rays yeah but doesn't really absorb visible light yeah so that means that the visible light can still get through to the plant cells so they can still do their photosynthesis but a lot of the damaging uv rays don't make it deeper into the lichen. So they kind of have like this light filtering process. Okay. And one of the cool things about lichen is that they can get really dehydrated. And all that really happens is they go dormant. A lot of like algae and stuff like that. If they get too dehydrated, they can just die. basically. Right. But when they're in this kind of lichen framework, you can dehydrate them. And then years later, you could have some more moisture in that desert, or you can have some rain happen or something like that, and then it can kind of spring back to life.
2: So we're kind of seeing some of the usefulness of this symbiotic relationship, is you can diversify your bonds, right? Right, right. And so a lot
3: <laughs> of this is like, you know, obviously the fungus gets something out of it because the plant cells are
2: producing sugars from fungus Right, right. It's it doesn't like got to s- eat shit no more. Right. Right. But the photosynthetic thing is a little sturdier, a little hardier. Right. Because the fungus is creating this structure. Right. It, like, can kind of house it and keep it safe. Right. right? It's like the first Neanderthal man and Cro-Magnon woman. Bagan? Yes. Nice. Yes. Nailed
1: it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So that said,
3: everything that we just kind of talked about was like, oh, there's a fungus. Oh, there's like some algae. Right. Right. That is the classic idea of lichen,
2: and as science has gotten more advanced, it's gotten more fucking confusing. Right. So lichen is not just a twosome. Anymore. Ooh, okay. it's polyamorous. Yes.
3: Oh, ho, ho, ho. we got a whole mess of shit going on. This relationship Ooh. got a lot more complicated.
1: Ooh, put the poppy. <laughs> Ooh.
3: So basically, like, not that long after we started giving mycologists microscopes, they were like, "Oh, hey, sometimes lichen have like." More than one fungus in there. Right. But it was already hard to convince biologists that symbiosis existed. Right. It was very hard to accept that, like, oh, not only are there two symbiotic things, there's a
2: third dude coming around. It's kind of a gateway drug. I mean, at first it's like, oh, okay. So black and white people can live together? And now Asians? <laughs> yeah. And now, no. like, Hispanic fungus? And now <laughs> it, like... And like Irish or white? Well, <laughs> right? it, it's like there's there's no way that all three of these people like each other equally. It's right? impossible. Like, like
3: there, there's two that's like the couple, right? And then this guy comes in, he's like, his dong is around
2: everyone's while. It's how right? every Mormon family breaks down. You know? <laughs> well, so there's a reason we only hear about Anne Romney and not the other one, right? Like <laughs> Well So <laughs> Mate only brings one of his wives out. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> So
3: in like the thallus structure and all of that stuff, because the plant and the fungi, and it's not even always just a plant, it's a, like the cyanobacteria, Right. because the relationship seems so tight, like they have to get along so well to work properly, right. it was really
2: confusing. Like, how could there be a third one that's actually equally contributing? But it's like the Wonder, uh, the, the what was the name of the movie that's not about Wonder Woman? It's about the man who wrote Wonder Woman. Luke oh, Evans, and yeah. is the two ladies, yeah. his wife, and then this hot-ass broad, and they're all, like, banging each other and, like, making Wonder Woman. Yeah, it was called, like, the Spank Doctor or something. Yeah, 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 the Spank Doctor. And the Spank <laughs> Doctor, I think, came out in 2019. It, it, it's pretty fun, guys. And the Spank Doctor is about liking. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. So,
3: so uh, one prevalent idea for a while was, yeah. okay, this third... Member, yeah, right. This extra fungus—I have a third
2: member—is <laughs> like hanging out on the surface, or maybe is like a parasite, or or a freeloader,
3: right?
0: Because
2: because like we're so Reagan Reagan esque in our welfare queen bullshit, but in reality, it's not a freeloader,
3: right? It seems like it's associating with the other fungus and the plant cell, right? In a way that seems like it's actively participating in maybe forming the
2: phallus. Or in communicating to the plant cell to keep it working properly. In a platonic world, how open would you be to, like, a polyamorous relationship? It's weird because I don't want to sound so retrograde, but I feel pretty monogamous. Do you think you'd be open at all to polyamory? It's difficult because I think
3: jealousy gets coded in pretty strongly. Right. You know what I mean? And the feeling like, (laughs) I guess I'm somebody who, like, likes attention. Right. So it's like, like you're paying attention to somebody else besides me don't I give you
2: the attention you need Sometimes you give me too much attention That's true <laughs> it's dangerous. I mean it's kind of like Thomas Jefferson, Sally Hemings, and George Washington Right? Like George Fuck. Washington felt left out half the time <laughs> Right? Oh no <laughs> Um, okay <laughs> So you, you think they had to write the Constitution for three months And it's like six pages? Okay? <laughs> Everyone's fucking <laughs> Everyone's fucking the whole time <laughs> Shit. Okay. So, um... Poor James Madison was, like, two foot two, and he's sitting in the corner, watching all the boys fuck each other, and he's like, he's like, me! I I regret my entire framing
3: for for this entire movie Okay. So, work from 2019 on a, like, really popularly studied lichen called the wolf lichen. Okay, cool. Oh! Yeah, the study... Party wolf. ...found that there's not... It's not just one fungus and one algae... Oh. It's not just two fungi and one algae. It's Ooh. actually three fungi dude, and one algae. We got a Fire Island situation. Okay. Here. Everyone's fucking in the tent. So that's a foursome, right? So 2019, now we got foursomes going on.
2: Damn, dude. Our society's degraded,
3: dude. <laughs> dude. And so all around the world now we're finding threesomes, foursomes.
2: Two fungi and one photobiont. We're finding YouTube videos of Jordan Peterson being like, no, it's just one fungus and (laughs) one photosynthetic creature, all right? Well, so we've
3: been starting to find all kinds of complicated shit. So like I mentioned, one of the potential photobions, one of the potential photosynthesis dudes could be a cyanobacteria, Right. right? Fungi are not the only things that can form relationships with cyanobacteria. Sure. For example, liverworts, which is a kind of plant can also form relationships
2: with cyanobacteria. I know I do. Based on my farts last night, there was some sulfur-based life (laughs) form coming out of my asshole. Well,
3: maybe that's an archaea. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, (laughs) uh, so the Because I don't think the cyanobacteria are getting a lot of light in your asshole. It was really old curry
2: that I ate. (laughs) (laughs) So it's archaea something. (laughs) There's not a lot of light in your butthole for cyanobacteria. That's not so. true. I sunbathe like a Brazilian woman. I'm just like ass to the sky. Okay, so in this study, they found
3: liverwort yeah. having a symbiotic relationship with cyanobacteria. That's cool. That were also having a symbiotic relationship with a fungi Very in a lichen form. I like this So show. there's a lichen-liverwort relationship that hinges on a
2: cyanobacteria in the middle. That's pretty sexy. Okay. I like that it. That is
3: very confusing.
2: I don't know why, but I'm imagining Gillian Anderson in this, and it's sure. so hot. She's so hot now. <laughs> she was kind of hot in mid-season X-Files, but she's so fucking hot now. Imagine just like Gillian Anderson in the middle of like a fungus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're still what they are. Yeah, yeah. Gillian Anderson. She's a cyanobacteria. She's sitting
2: on a liver and like holding a fungus. Oh my god, even Stacy thinks she's hot. Sure, well, why not? She's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing weird about that. Yeah, the sky's blue. There's a church <laughs> over there, and <laughs> Gillian Anderson's hot. Yes. Okay. That's one of my favorite Shakespeare quotes. That's not a very good quote, but (laughs) in Four Wings in a Funeral, uh, Emma Thompson, because I remember the character's name, Emma Thompson's like, I can see a church by daylight. And it says that something is really obvious. Sure. I say that a lot, actually. And no one picks up on it? I I say something afterwards that's like, oh, I can see a church by daylight. That is beer. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) I I hedge my bets. Nice. Nailed it. I don't want to condescend to people. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> They're not as aware of Kenneth Branagh's filmography as I am. Okay. Now the thing is, Nathan. Do you know Shakespeare was actually just Kenneth Branagh <laughs> <laughs> the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually just a vampire. I was going to say that all Shakespeare was written after
1: 1986. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I see. I
3: it's
2: see. a hoax. <laughs> I buy that. Yeah. So
3: in all of these examples that I've given, though, the sort of like the extra members in like the menage yes. were fungi. Cool. But that does not have to be the case. You can have one fungus that is in a lichen relationship with both an algae and a cyanobacteria. That's or wild. Or with man. two different cyanobacteria. That's or pretty with cool. three different algae species.
2: So what contains the category of lichen then? If there's all these different members fucking and shit.
3: Right. Yeah. What
2: is a what is a modern American Christian family, Sean? <laughs> well, I think that the main thing about lichen
3: is that on on the very base level you have a fungus that is in a very intimate relationship (laughs) with some kind of photosynthetic single-celled thing
2: okay and together they form a structure they would not form separate from each other okay and then at that point you add some other members it's like The household is there. Right, and you can add a lot of
3: other members because out (laughs) of all the fucking things I just said, those were still things that are part of the traditional definition of lichen. Okay. But that is not all that they have found in lichen. They have also found other kinds
2: of bacteria, not photosynthetic, and archaea. Huh. Any kind of single-cell thing, almost. That's <laughs> kind of cool. It's like Lycan is this beautiful bastion of pre-Marxist socialism. That's just like trying to, you know, focus on the utility value of goods and not its exchange value. Living together, producing things. The amount you need to those who need it, right? Like, I respect that kind of socialist ethic.
3: I think there is actually... Something
2: to that, yeah. honestly, and you know the the well, thing you liked Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I'm true. not surprised to <laughs> see it. No, I do like Bernie, Sanders. but the I'm it, more it, of a what? Bloomberg man. Fuck, no, just we're, we're <laughs> at a point.
3: We're at a point in the study of lichen where we kind of actually talk about lichen and their microbiome. Yeah, okay, as in like sort of similar to our gut microbiome.
2: That's cool. So symbiotic, thinking about it as separate organisms are like, eh, you know, and what it's are we like, doing here anymore?
3: There's, like, there's a bunch of bacteria in there of different species right. filling different roles. Right. right. And maybe in some cases protective. Like when you have a healthy gut microbiome, that can help keep you from getting infected with different kinds of gut bacteria. Or like right. having an overgrowth of something that could hurt your stomach. Right. And lichen might be the same. Some of these bacteria growing in lichen might protect it from bad bacteria that's cool that could kind of make the lichen sick in a
1: way it's a
2: perfectly capitalist model where you have advanced specialization of roles amongst different coherent firms
3: well that's interesting because one of the things is that within lichen there's not a lot of fidelity to specific bacterial species doesn't sound there's a lot
2: of fidelity in this community at all <laughs> really.
3: but there are roles that it right. kind of wants to have filled and right. so bacteria, like, the, maybe there's, like, ten different species that can
2: fill that role. They go on ZipRecruiter, they Which, send their... Exactly, bro- it's <laughs> like,
3: whichever worker kind of fills this role best, like, let's just
2: go with it. Yeah, unionization has not come to the lichen world quite yet. <laughs> but there's a lot
3: of things, like, bacteria sometimes produce vitamins that the lichen can't produce on its own. That's and pretty stuff cool. Like that. So uh, there's a whole... It's an entire community of, like, all kinds of living shit. Coming
2: together. I like how much pre existing ideological biases can be mapped onto lichen.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm really lichen tells you a lot. Yeah.
2: It's just I don't get to sound smart on this pod a lot. What? I'm using a lot of adjectives today. <laughs> yeah. And I'm enjoying it. You're very powerful. I don't know if it makes me not smarter or dumber. <laughs> but I'm using adjectives today. If listeners don't know, Nathan's actually very smart. Well, I think of intelligence as complicated, right? Like because okay. I think I'm smart at some things. But I broke our toilet once trying to install the bidet. <laughs> you can be smart at some things and dumb at other things, yes, right? Like, I mean, we true. had a whole episode about, well, it didn't, our whole episode was not about IQ, but a large portion of it was about IQ. Yeah. And if you didn't listen to it, you should know we think IQ is dumb. <laughs> yeah. 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 Intelligence is complicated. IQ is just dumb.
3: Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's take a break. And when we get back, let's finish out this episode talking about what the actual benefit is. The true benefit to the fungi and the true benefit to the photobiont in this complicated relationship.
1: The following is an actual advertisement.
0: I was always one of those curious kids. I had the chemistry set, a microscope, a telescope. I would take my toys apart to see how they worked. And now that I'm a grown up, I still have that huge sense of curiosity. If you too are an adult who was a curious kid, then Curiosity Cake is made for you. I'm your host, Lee Delaney. Join me as I talk to the best minds from academia and elsewhere to bring you accessible and engaging conversations across a wide range of topics with no prior knowledge required. I'll be asking questions such as, can nuclear fusion become a viable source of sustainable clean energy? Is it possible to create careers that fit our interests and personalities? And how can we know how to eat well with so much conflicting nutrition information? You can enjoy a slice of Curiosity Cake by subscribing on your favorite podcast app or via the website curiositycake.co.uk. All you need is a cup of tea and a fork.
2: Have you been watching The Queen's Gambit, Sean? No. Stacey's it, And I saw a couple episodes by virtue of that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty fun. Mom says she's a robot. Oh uh, yeah, we had this conversation. <laughs> oh, we did. Oh, okay, my bad. the The world's a blur to me, man. All Here, the world's a stage, and younger. all the men merely players. Beautiful. Yes, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth <laughs> 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 uh, Branagh. 1986. Kenneth Branagh.
3: <laughs> okay, so there's one conceptualization of lichen as basically a home and a solar panel. Okay. Okay. And cool. The, the fungi kind of makes a home. And the powering of that home is done by the photobiont, right? Right. It's just set up and it does its photosynthesis. And that's like in this simplified form, the limits that they need to work together. It's a San Marine County hippie fuck compound. Yeah. Okay. Now, the thing is, though, that in reality, it seems like they have a much more intimate and codependent relationship. Okay. So there's a lot of chemical signals that get sent back and forth between the fungi and the photobiont, there's a lot of control over how quickly they grow and stuff like that. You can imagine that if there's uncoordinated growth, sometimes the photobiont might be dividing way too much and crowding out spots, maybe cracking open the cortex and like damaging the lichen
2: or something. Cool. You need to have growth be really set up properly. Right, Um, this is why Elizabeth Warren is queen of lichen. (laughs) In general, I think the more we probe nature, the more we realize that nature is fundamentally statist and Keynesian. And that statist and Keynesian models are actually the true state of nature. And that uh, more libertarian models are a perversion of God's plan. Oh, we slipped God in there, huh? Well, I mean, you (laughs) don't see the intelligent design. (laughs) Keep going. Don't let me slow you down.
3: Um, Okay. Now, in this communication with one another, a lot of what that is is they're kind of slipping molecules back and forth to each other to kind of give instructions about things or tell them, like, oh, you know, I've been growing really well lately, so you can probably start dividing your cells too and stuff like that. And one of the other things that they do is they kind of leverage the fact that there's a really big diversity in evolutionary tools that have been provided. Right. Like, fungi, plants, and cyanobacteria have been separate branches of the tree of life for a very long time. Mm. They have very different enzymes available to them that can do different functions. Right. So you actually see... The fungus pass a molecule to the plant cell, and then the plant cell do modifications to that with its enzymes, and then maybe pass it back to the fungus. Afterward. That's pretty interesting. And so you actually create molecules, what are called secondary metabolites. You create molecules that aren't found anywhere else in nature
2: or the universe, really. Can we use some of those to like cure AIDS or something? Sure. Yeah. Cool. So so at
3: least one lichen molecule is an a uh, very potent antibacterial molecule. Sweet. That we actually slip into a lot of like different compounds that we use, like toothpaste or something like that. To right. make sure that like you don't have weird shit growing in your toothpaste. Right, sure. And oh You know there's compounds like that that come out from lichen all the time and so the study of lichen can actually provide us that kind of benefit if we want to imagine it as like a capitalist exploitation kind of justification (laughs) for studying stuff
2: that's cool but
3: that idea that the symbiosis between these things can actually leverage their differences right their different strengths their different enzyme pathways to produce totally new shit things that we've never even chemically synthesized ourselves before right completely new molecules Uh, is a very cool thing. It's a very cool cool thing that comes out of this community of like weird shit banging each other. Cool. Yeah. One thing that's not in the notes that I thought was kind of interesting is the idea that we keep saying banging each other.
2: What we mean is sexual uh, (laughs) congress.
3: (laughs) No, see, that's the thing. That's exactly what we don't mean. These things do not have sex with each other because they are different species. They cannot have sex with each other. Racist. (laughs) (laughs) But that brings up an awkward situation. In that, when these things do reproduce, what's happening is the fungus part reproduces and the plant part reproduces, but they don't have to necessarily meet up again. Right. So a lot of times when lichen reproduce, they end up creating stuff that doesn't form a lichen again.
2: Oh, that's really They'll cool. float
3: off in opposite directions. Right. And then you'll just have an algae now, and you'll just have a fungus growing somewhere now. And that fungus never found a photobiont and never formed a lichen again.
2: Wow. So they need like a much stronger program of internships to like really... <laughs> integrate. So what's cool is Synergy. That there are some lichen that have figured that out. Oh, that's there are some lichen that form these
3: kind of aggregates of like, oh, you're the kid of the of the fungus that made this thing, and you're the kid of the photosynthetic dude. Let's get together, and we'll send you out in like this like pseudo
2: spore. Hong Kong, Singapore, you know (laughs) these kind of places where they found ways to merge cultures in interesting ways. There you go. There you go. So lichen, some funky shit. That's cool. So lichen. The model we should have from nature of how human civilization should be. There's <laughs> it's like polyamorous, It's like rolling around in the mud. Fucking. There's crazy. a 2019 Atlantic article written by Ed Young okay. about lichen. Ed Young, the only writer on the Atlantic <laughs> who's not right now vomiting blood. <laughs> and in it, it, the title is like, What We Can Learn from Lichen about human society (laughs) that sounds like that sounds less of an article that Ed Yong wrote for us than what he wrote for his girlfriend there you go yeah right (laughs) fuck many things (laughs) (laughs) it was his first headline and Jeffrey Goldblum I don't know Goldberg Goldblum it's Goldberg isn't it yeah it's Goldberg Jeffrey Goldblum is like a different (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah so
3: I think if there's anything to take out of this episode it's that Lycan is a really good gateway pitch to a
2: polyamorous relationship yes and uh, you know, if that's what you want, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, thank you, <laughs> thank you to Stacy, my uh, monogamous wife. Yes, and our soundboard and engineer. Yes, uh, thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Sean. Wait, oh, thank you, Brian. I mean, you thank can thank me if you want. <laughs> Sean, thank you,
3: Sean. Thank you for researching all this. Oh, thank you, Nathan, for being so funny and smart.
2: <laughs> okay, thank you, Brian, for the artwork. Griffin for animation. Again, good luck. Don't get too lichen. Ah, uh, yeah, true. There
3: is such a thing as being too lichen. It's easy in college <laughs> to get too lichen. You're already kind of communal living in the dorms and everything. We're going to
2: send you Dallas Buyers Club, Griffin.
3: Oh, yeah. Life lessons you can from get, Matthew McConaughey. You can get too lichen. <laughs> um, okay, and then also uh, you can sign up on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Petri You can head over to Twitter at Dish Podcast. You can email us PetriDishPod at gmail.com.
2: Woo, guys, the election's over. Yeah, we did. By two weeks. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Anyway guys, have a good one. Yep. See y'all later.